The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. We are back for another episode of the Slims Podcast. This is Kalu, and it is just me. Uh, Chris and uh, uh, Brandon are both gone. Uh, actually, this is Brandon's last week in Kentucky. So he's actually uh, moving to Indiana, but uh, Chris is on vacation. He took a impromptu vacay, and he's in Florida, but uh, that's not going to stop the train. So... Um, Thankfully, I've got two really awesome people I'm excited to make some content with. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves. You guys have already been here. Who wants it first? Uh, it's JP Mann, the hefty lefty himself. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, this is Russell. Uh, last time I was on was Thanksgiving of last year. Yeah, yeah, man. It's been a minute. So uh, I'm pumped about this stuff. Uh, I, I talked to both of them about our topics. This is going to be another one. We're going to sort of break it up into two uh, different subjects. I'm not going to have a running timer or something like that. I'm just going to be like, all right, next subject. You know what I mean? Um, but the first one I think is pretty fitting, uh, especially given the times that we're in right now with things like Ellen and the talk that she had with or the, the photo that had her with George Bush sitting at a Cowboys game harmless in my opinion but uh shame. turn yeah super shame so, but it uh turns into another thing and so uh what i want to be able to, for us to talk about is the cancel culture and so the cancel culture is um it's also known as like the call out culture and so it essentially involves like boycotting a person uh because of his or her and i'm doing my air quotes problematic behaviors or actions uh, when the larger public decides uh, someone is canceled, uh, it will avoid supporting or engaging with him or her. Uh, this often results in a huge decline in their, essentially their relevance. And so um, I would imagine that a lot of this stuff started like, I'd say four or five years ago, wouldn't you guys say? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, I think I would imagine that in in multiple or in different variations, there have been kind of like people getting canceled and stuff like that. But uh, it, I think that it really came to light. Uh, I want to say starting with like the Me Too movement, um, and uh, it sort of blossomed, if you will, into many other things. So, who wants to go first with their thoughts on it? Uh, not to contradict what you're saying, but I think it actually started a lot earlier, like in the yeah. '60s. Yeah. Uh, there was a guy named Lenny Bruce. He was a famous comedian. Uh-huh. Uh, Lenny Bruce actually, uh, they not only the government did not like what he was saying, especially during the JFK assassination. He made some really uh, good jokes. <laughs> what um, what he said? Uh, he made he made a joke about how. Um, oh, this is going to sound bad now. This is going to get me canceled. Uh, <laughs> uh, he made a joke about how um, um, JFK's wife was trying to get her ass over the back of the. Uh, over the back of the Cadillac to save her own ass. She wasn't worried about him. And like, this is back in the sixties. Like this is yeah. very risque. And yeah. so, um, was he making like an ass joke? Uh, I think he was just making a joke that she was just running. Uh, oh, to be okay. honest with you, like, like, uh, he made a lot of jokes, um, that were very 
not conservative. I'll say that. Like they were very like on the outside. And, um, this is back, I think around like 66. And, um, uh, he was bankrupted. Um, his name was ruined as a comedian and uh, he actually uh, died of a morphine overdose. Wow! Um, this is in '66. Yeah. So and so there was a the like I think it was the prosecuting attorney. Um, I, I could be butchering this, but I'm fairly certain as a prosecuting attorney that had said that um, we not only ruined his reputation, we bankrupted the man and we took his life as a society because of what he was saying. Damn. And this is, I mean, we're talking the 60s. Yeah. So I think this has been going on under the radar. Yeah. It's not been as prominent because, I mean, Lenny Bruce essentially was crucified for the things he said. Mm-hmm. And, like, as a comedian, that's your living. Right? Yeah. So I feel like, just personally, I feel like it's, it's one of those things where, like, you have to take it contextually and you have to look at intent. And I know intent is very hard. You yeah. have talked about a lot. Yeah. Intent's very hard to find. Um, but I really think that it's kind of it's kind of shitty because I mean Kevin Hart didn't get to do the Oscars mm-hmm. because of something he had said years ago. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, like, as as a group of men in here now, we've all said stupid shit. Yeah. Right. Everybody has. Mm-hmm. So like, if I if anybody took anything that I said, probably up until about a week ago, I could probably be crucified for it because yeah. it's all stupid. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, I'm not a celebrity. I'm part of I'm part of the the mass majority that just watches this happen. I, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of terrible that I, it's terrible, I guess, to a certain degree, I guess like you have to figure out where the line is. Yeah. But I think it's really hard in my opinion to say that you should cancel somebody of something that they did 15 years ago. I mean, right. it's been right. what, like uh, we had um, uh, James Gunn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he lost uh, a movie. I mean, we're not talking just finances. It's Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah. Sorry. Um, huh. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, he's a lot of people have lost certain things for what they've said or what they've done years ago. I and mean, it doesn't make it right. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's, it's kind of, I, I'm not justifying what they said, but it's yeah. also one of those things where it's like, at what point is there a time limit? Mm-hmm. I mean, or is it, is there a time limit or is it like, does it have to be on what they said? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, and I said this yesterday, what we're seeing is that people don't have room to grow. Mm-hmm. Like what Kevin Hart said almost 10 years ago mm-hmm. or what James Gunn said, I think it was like the same time frame. And what they're saying is we're canceling you for something you said 10 years ago. And I'm sitting back like, well, haven't they grown since then? Yeah. Haven't they shown that they've grown? And um, you brought up the whole Kevin Hart thing and what, and this is just my kind of thinking, my kind of conspiracy theory thinking. But it's almost as if these these major corporations, these companies hire people to investigate, people that they're either about to sponsor or they're about to bring on or something like that. Because the last thing that they would want to do, let's say the Oscars happened, they didn't find out anything. He hosted it. Then later someone came and said, that. can you yeah. believe what Kevin Hart said? Now, now the Oscars look bad because mm-hmm. they didn't do their homework. So now it's almost, it's almost, they're on the offensive rather than the defensive. Yeah. They're seeing, and that's why I think, it's always been there, like you're saying, but we're seeing it more now because more and more corporations or businesses or like that are um, kind of trying to stay in front of it. Yeah. And and again, it's not what they said isn't right, but I also don't think it's right to cancel somebody over something that happened so long ago. I mean, I would say even you know a few years ago, at some point you give them a chance to apologize, but yeah. you don't ruin their career. You know yeah. what I mean? But it sure. is dependent on what they said and or did. Like, yeah. I think it's how you have to look at it because yeah, yeah th- there's a, certainly a gray a gray area in there. 
Yeah. Well, especially like, um, I mean, if you if you take because the cancel culture can go a, a variety of ways. It doesn't has, doesn't have to be just what they said. It could also be their actions. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Spacey, for instance, he had a lot of sexual encounters mm-hmm. with with young men, and so then it's like, do we forgive this? Do we not? Like, and and in that same respect, a lot of people in the Bible Belt or, or area, right where we're at currently, um, if you really think about it, like they're all religious. And so, like, the basis of their religion is to say, what, if you ask for forgiveness, you're going to be shown forgiveness, and we're just going to let it go. Mm-hmm. But we don't show that in the public eye. No. Yeah. And it's 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 kind of like this weird dichotomy. Like, it's okay for us as people that don't get our names in the paper mm-hmm. to do something, but somebody that has a form of celebrity, yeah. we're going to crucify them, and we're going to take everything we can to bring them back down. Right. You know, the, the one thing that sort of troubles me with a lot of the the cancel culture is that it it starts to resemble like the prison system and i say that because the problem with the prison system is that it's solely on punishment it's not about like bringing you back up you know what i'm saying it's not about showing you how to be better now there are you know things out there where you know there there might be some programs to reduce recidivism and stuff like that but it seems like whenever someone gets canceled, it's like society's like, all right, our work has been done and then they leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Because there are certain things where I start to look at like, what happens after the person gets canceled? Like Kevin Spacey. If you saw, like, there was the article saying like the, there was a civil case against them about the same thing and that got dropped. So it was almost like, okay, we did our work, we got him canceled, he lost his role, he's no longer in House of Cards, we'll drop the civil thing. Because they were saying they were trying to get a hold of the person who accused them, and they weren't, you know, they weren't returning calls. They weren't doing so. It's almost like, all right, did my job, got out of there, might have gotten a little bit of money, and I'm not victim blaming. I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. like that. Oh, but yeah. like, yeah. there's we the same amount of attention that we give towards canceling someone, we need to also give towards like bringing them back. Right. You know, like towards the whole recovery process. I think that's the big a big, big, big issue for me on it. And um, I think you and I might have been talking about it. Wasn't Bill Cosby about to... Did you say Bill Cosby was going to so, buy yeah, so one company? So that, again, gets back to... Um, I like to call it my Russell's conspiracy theories. But I read an article, or mm-hmm. I saw an article, that basically said around the time that Bill Cosby was... And I don't even know if this is true, but he basically was making a deal to buy NBC. Wow. And there was someone out there. That's that a lot of pudding. Didn't That's a lot of money. That's a lot of pudding, man. He done sold a lot of jello on that, man. <laughs> but basically, and that's and I was gonna say this too. There I feel like there's underlying things. There's yeah. there's always a reason behind it. I feel like there's always a motive behind it. And it's again not to blame the victim. I'm not saying that these people didn't do what they're being accused of, mm-hmm. but the timing always kind of seems to be Okay, it's kind of perfect. Like, really? You know, but what they're saying is that with Bill Cosby, that deal was about to happen. Obviously, there was someone out there that didn't want it. Then all of a sudden, he's being accused of all these mm-hmm. things. Whether it happened or not, I don't... I mean, I think one of the people that came out said that she fabricated a lot of what she said. Jeez. And that's hard, too. You know, it's it's almost like you want to believe the person, yeah. but then later on, yeah, they're coming out and saying... And so it's, I think it's tough. It's hard, too, man. I mean, there's, the, there's that movement of, like, always... I think it was called like always believe her or always believe them essentially saying always believe the accuser and i sure. think that's one of the most dangerous yep. things out there um guilty until proven innocent yeah yeah it's and it's it's hard for me especially as a as an african-american male 
to to have any sort of truck with that. Yeah. Like when for years African Americans it's it's guilty till proven innocent. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you see this kind of stuff, it's like, no, I'm not always gonna at first believe you. It's not mm-hmm. it's not even so much I'm not going to believe you. I want to do my due diligence and take in as much information as possible. And yeah. I think that's the biggest problem right now. I agree with that. And, I, and and my wife and I had a conversation one night about this because um, the idea that if somebody comes out and says that they were raped, that's a traumatic experience. And mm-hmm. it takes a lot of courage for a woman to come yes. out after being raped. Yeah. I think that, like, as men, we'll never be able to understand that situation. Right. So the thing is that, like, women don't do justice for other women if they lie about mm-hmm. something right. like that. Because right. then, like, they are undermining what somebody else has already gone through. So because of that, now you have somebody that is possibly that is lied. So now you have to have a lot of doubt. You have to take it and say, okay, can we, can we talk about this? Yeah. Uh, can we, can we kind of investigate it as, as a group versus saying, yeah, yeah, she's right. She's right. Right. And and that's sad because I think sometimes people really want to take, um, take the victim's word on it. Right. But also the thing is now you, you have that doubt. And it's really difficult because um, let's say there's a celebrity and they have something said about them and all of a sudden it's proven wrong. Yes. At that point. The damage has been done. The damage has been done. Yeah, exactly. And no one wants to do any work in trying to rebuild that. And I think that's why you see a lot of celebrities, um, because this is where the cancel culture is, is at this moment. You see a lot of celebrities not taking anything to trial. Because mm-hmm. they don't want to take that chance, right? And the thing is that because because it's a fifty fifty if it's going to go your way at that point, yeah. So when that happens, I f- I feel like they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's got to be something. I mean, that you can be a hundred percent sure that nothing bad is going to come out. Like you better be an Eagle Scout and pray to God that like you were like knitting something with your mom that day just mm-hmm. so you don't get in trouble. Because, yeah. I mean, everything's going to come out. They're going to dig so deep and find that you've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's almost as if they're making a spectacle of it to kind of be like, this is what happens when you mess up. Don't mess up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, I get that. What now? Yep. You know what I mean? It's kind of like what you're saying about the whole prison thing. And then I think, too, about the whole you want to – and I think there's this push now that – we don't want to offend somebody. We don't want to hurt somebody. And some people could be offended by you saying, you know what? I hear what you're saying, mm-hmm. but we need to investigate. Now it's all of a sudden like, oh, that's so offensive. I can't believe. Why don't you believe them? And there's this push that we have to just believe when it's mm-hmm. like, that's not that's not how the courts work. That's not how you know justice works. You know, you have to push through. And it's sad that it's kind of come to that, that there's this now this when at any time anybody's accused of anything, there's Two sides. I mean, yeah. like the whole Brett Kavanaugh. I'm not mm-hmm. going to talk politics, you know, but the whole thing, like immediately there's this major divide. You were with the victim or you were with him. And then that was it. There was no like kind of in between. That's kind of like, well, let's hear it out. Let's see what mm-hmm. happened. And if yeah. he's guilty, get him out of there. Mm-hmm. Bye. You know, if he's not, then great. You know, but there was this also immediate divide. And that's just what's hard about it. Yeah. All. There was that one. Um, he was a he was a college football. Pro- well, he was a college football player who had an extremely bright NFL future and um, he was accused of rape Mm -hmm. and uh, Mm -hmm. he went to jail for, I think it was like prison, I believe for, I want to say five to seven years or something like that. His whole career was gone. You know, didn't they just make a movie about this? I think they might have now, but the girl came out and none of it was true. It was all fabricated. And so it's like, 
Now, granted, he probably has some money from that movie deal. You know, I know that sure. he had an opportunity to get back into the NFL. He might have made a practice squad or something like that. He I does have a job recently, with yeah. the NFL, though. Yeah. But the fact that that even happened, dude, that it's it's hard. It's hard to it's hard to really 100 percent believe anything anymore. Yeah. It's hard to dude. Yeah, I can agree with that, especially like, especially if you think about like like that woman's words took this man's life. Yeah. And and, and I'm it, sure they were powerful, man. Yeah. I'm sure they were convincing. And, and and that's the worst part is that like you have to believe this lie so much mm-hmm. and you have to own it so much that you're willing to take somebody who is probably he he probably had nothing to do with her. Yeah. And then and this is just hypothetical. I don't know the full story, but yeah. like if there was nothing to do with her and then all of a sudden like she literally took this man down from being at the peak of what could have been a blossoming career yeah to sitting in a prison cell for 23 hours a day that is terrible absolutely i mean it's and i've talked about it before in uh different episodes but having awareness of that kind of stuff is the reason why like when i'm in my office i talk extra loud you know for everyone to hear me Mm -hmm. i my door is like wide open someone will come in to try and shut the door i'm like "Uh uh-uh right (laughs) you you better open that back up yeah like it's it's a shame that that's how we live, but like you always you have to be on all the time as a man. Right. You just you have to be on all the time because there are dudes out there that screw it up for us. Yep, sure, there really are. And and on the other side of that coin, I feel like women have to be on as well mm. because if you think about it, like as a man, we have the ability to walk, especially you two, because you guys are pretty, you know. Big studs here, you know what I'm saying? Like, of the three oh, of us, thanks, of the three baby. of us, I'm the doughy one, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm the easy prey. But what's gonna happen is like if there's if there's girls walking to their car by themselves, like they feel in fear. Yeah, and that's because of men preying on them. Yeah. So then, like, I don't know that fear. The only thing yeah. I'm worried about is rolling an ankle and looking mm-hmm. like a doofus. Like that's yeah. really it. And I don't know what's worse, being accused or not being believed. Yeah. Ooh, that yeah. is. That's, you know what I mean? That's, that is. That's tough. the plight of the woman right there. Yep. Yeah. And that, it's what can we do as, well, even men, but really as a society, what can we do to empower them to where they're not waiting 30, 40 years to come yeah. out? They're not so fearful to come out. What can we do more to empower them to feel like their voice is heard? Yeah. Because I feel like that's the, and that's why even the ones that it actually happened, but they waited so long, no one believes them because they're like, you waited 30 years. Really? Did it really yeah. happen? You know, that's, yeah. we got to find a way to empower them to where they feel like they're going to be heard. And yeah. they don't, they're not afraid to come out and say, Hey, this happened to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think, I think honestly, it, it depends on the state and it's really the judicial system from, from my yeah. point of view. The reason being is because like some States you have to get up and you have to retell what exactly happened mm-hmm. in yeah. front of the court. Mm-hmm. And the thing is like, they, like if, if a woman was raped, and now she has to relive that in front of a group of people. I couldn't imagine that. I couldn't I could even not imagine, imagine like that. how emotionally like distraught that would be. And so like I think I think women are very calculated. Like they're very they're very intelligent. I think that like they just don't want to have to relive it. If it's already something as traumatic as that, mm-hmm. you don't want to go through it again. Yeah. yeah. And but also how calculated and I ask this because part of our podcast is that I'll examine all views. Yeah. Like how calculated do you have to be to make that stuff up? You know, Ooh, to be able to completely point, fabricate something like that. That's got to be a mental health issue, in my opinion. Yeah, you got. I mean, be you're thinking so many person. steps ahead 
You know well, what I mean? And that's when I get back to the whole conspiracy thing. And it's not yeah. maybe not a conspiracy, but there's people who have agendas. Mm. And they'll they know that, especially right now, the yeah. whole Me Too movement, that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And for a certain dollar, I'm sure anybody would say anything. You yeah. know, and that's and it sucks to even think like that, but with certain things that have been proven that the woman was lying recently, it's like, man, mm-hmm. you know, how let's, much did let's they Let's throw benefit? a hypothetical out then. Yep. Let's throw a hypothetical mm-hmm. out. Oh man. You all love football. Mm-hmm. Okay. Antonio Brown. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's say hypothetically that Antonio Brown, he was probably in this is definitely a conspiracy theory. I think he was screwing up on purpose in at the Raiders so he could get to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. I think he was screwing up already on purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think that there what what if there was somebody that just made the claim because they knew they could make some money off of it to take him down. I'm not saying that that, that whatever. I mean, it seems happen. plausible. Yeah, it, it seems one hundred percent plausible. You'd be foolish football. to say it doesn't seem like this stuff happens all the time. Right. Yeah, like you want to talk about um, what's that show? Um, it's this guy who play, It's on like Showtime. He's like a fixer, um, Ray Donovan. Yeah, and like they showed one scene, and I Google this to make sure. Like, does this actually happen? So. It was uh, it was some basketball player that was having sex with some chick, right? And then afterwards, the chick runs to the bathroom. But before she, I think she runs to the bathroom, she might, or he goes to the bathroom, and then she reaches into the trash can to grab the condom, mm. and then takes everything in the condom and puts that inside of her. So in hopes of getting pregnant, like you you have, and I Google that. I was like, does that stuff happen? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it happens yeah. because you can get money. I mean, not money. to me, but it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's I mean, it's like, I'll never make that much yeah. money. <laughs> yeah. Man, if I did, though, like, I'd be like, I've made it. I've yeah. Made it. It's like, <laughs> yeah, for real. She's but, taken it out of the trash? Come yeah. on, man. You did good. Or you've seen it, too, where it's like they were in a relationship and it was a broken relationship. Mm. They're like, all right, I'm going to take you down. Because yeah. maybe their intention was to get married and now they're in on the money. Yeah. Now they're out of the picture. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get this money one way or the other. Yeah. You, you think know? of a player like um, Dwight Howard. I think mm-hmm. he has 11 kids. Is that he has a, a big amount of kids wow. and he's paying millions monthly in child support. Like, how many of those? Granted, he was dumb as hell, like when he was younger. Remember Dwight Howard. Never mind. Huh? He was, he was dumb as hell. Yeah. I think I know what you were going to ask. But uh, made a lot of bad decisions. Yeah. But I wonder if any of those were people like, trying to get money from him or something like that you know it's right. kind of it's it's, it's all pretty, conjecture i mean you don't you don't know i mean like yeah. it could be a one-night stand that turned into a lifetime of child yeah. payments you know yep. right so let's talk about the way that social media like why is it that social media turns into like the jury on this stuff why is it that like one of the quotes here i gotta find it um okay so um yeah here it goes we should not uh, we, should, we should not allow social media to rush to judgment in a courtroom composed of clicks. That's pretty good because good. you get people just liking stuff. It says, if we do, we run into the paradox that Andre Lord, and I don't know who that is, or Audrey Lord, warned us about when she said that the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's true. When you start, when you have something like the internet, it's hard to use that same thing to defeat a bigger issue because the same like people are also using the internet to, to be able to, to counteract that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so 
Uh, She says, we can build a restorative justice process to hold the stories of the accusers and the accused and work together uh, to ascertain ascertain harm and achieve justice without seeing anyone as disposable people and violating their human rights or right to due process. Pretty good right there. That's something that I think that uh, society, especially a connected society, is guilty of. Yeah, we will absolutely just throw you into the trash and like reduce any way for you to recover. And it's it's a shame because when I watch something like the um, the presidential debates, mm-hmm. uh, you see all these nominees, and it's like how much time it, it's 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 hilarious to see how much time they spend on something that someone said. 35 years ago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Joe Biden, you said that, you know, in 19, when hardly anyone asking the question was probably alive. Right, People right. in the, in the stands were not alive, but they're like, Oh shit. He's, he had a problem with, you know, like busing, you know, busing people to schools. You know what I'm saying? So now you have someone having to defend. He probably no longer thinks about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And now he's having to recall and defend something that, doesn't even matter anymore. Right. Granted, it, what his change might have had an effect, right? Sure. But that is not. We we can't just th- assume that people are going to be the same way, especially politicians. Yeah. Right. Like well, we, that goes back to like what Russell said. Mm-hmm. Like if if we're honest, like we're not allowing people to have growth. Yeah. Like in that yep. situation, like like in the sixties, that was a different political way atmosphere. different that was atmosphere, a, politi- a social atmosphere. Yeah. And now in two thousand nineteen, we're talking about what he did in the sixties, like to go back to exactly what you said, we're not giving that man any personal growth. You have to say that you're solidified from what, like that doesn't give you the chance to evolve. Yeah. And that's really shitty because I mean, if, if they ask us when we were 18, what we thought the world was like, it was going to be completely different than what you think it is today. Oh wow. Yeah. And you're you're talking what 16 years from 16 years Mm -hmm. ago. So, I mean, think about how long ago that would be for Biden in the 60s. Yeah. Like, his political views have changed. His social views have changed. I mean, I think we're not giving people the chance to have life experiences to change them for the better. We always think that you're going to be – it's stunted growth, essentially. Mm -hmm. And that's that's terrible because, I mean, if if you're the same person you were 16 years ago, then you've not evolved as a person. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you th- I also want to go back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, was, which was uh, Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah. yeah. Seeing her sitting out there with, you know, George Bush. Oh, but yeah. let me tell you, guess who was, all, who was also hanging out? Guess who's buddy-buddy with George Bush? Barack and Michelle Obama. I don't see anyone saying a damn thing trying to cancel them. No. In fact, there's all sorts of people like, look, George Bush is willing to throw it away for for Michelle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, oh, for sure. They're all, yeah. yeah, we'd all throw it away for Michelle You're Obama. You're damn right. Yeah. You're <laughs> but, damn right. But it's, it's crazy seeing how quickly people will try and throw people into the trash mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. Even Chris had made a, uh, he, he had posted on my wall yeah. and he's not here to defend himself. So this is fun. But he, he sent a post and saying, you know, talking about, uh, no matter say, you know, no matter what about Trump, you know, uh, um, George Bush is still the worst president ever and all that kind of stuff. And people went back and forth in their mm-hmm. talks about it. Everyone can have their own view about it. But the fact that we are still going through, and it's not even so much just Chris's view on it, but it's the fact that people will absolutely throw someone away because of something like that. He's not here anymore to do, to do any changes. Granted, 
the things that presidents and politicians do, the changes aren't felt for years afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. I but if someone's that. going and watching a football game, you know what I'm saying? And I think it was because, too, because she's an open liberal left. Yeah. She's a, lesbian, she's a lesbian, she's a woman, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, how dare you? You should be standing. And it's almost like the voice of that community is, you should be standing with us and combating this guy. And I love what she said. She yeah. said, I hang out with people all the time that don't think like me. And that's the beauty of it. Me mm-hmm. and Kalu disagree about stuff all the time. But I still talk with him, and I still learn from him, and I still grow when mm-hmm. we talk. Because you've got to learn how to surround yourself with people that are different. And so yes. she's embodying that. That's part of her success, I bet, too. Yes. That's, yes. that's how agree. she's where she is. Yep. You know, and you see a lot of people that's like, I'm not going to work with this person because of how they think. Like, you enjoy staying in neutral where you are. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you don't have to, and I can work, I work in a, you know, the, the majority of the people that I work with are pretty conservative anyway. Mm-hmm. Not, not coworkers. I mean, just like the clientele that I have are pretty conservative. But I have no problems having a talk with them about anything. Yeah. And that's the way that it should be. And they all say, like, you're, you know, you're different. It's cool being able to talk normally without any mm-hmm. kind of thing going on, like not feeling like you're going to get canceled. Right. There, you know, so much of the stuff that we say on this podcast, I, I remember worrying about it, saying, like, oh, man, I'm going to say something off color or whatever. But I always invite anyone who doesn't agree with what I say to come on and let's talk about it. Yeah. Help me be right. Help me understand. Right. But if you're going to, if you're just going to sit on the sidelines and not try to make an impact to help the other person learn yep. to hopefully, you know, slow down or even stop a potential problem when someone has a platform like this to say what they want and they have people listening and stuff like that. If you're not going to do the work to help fix that, shut the hell up. Yeah. <laughs> just shut up. Yeah. Especially like if you're, especially if you're not going to participate, it's always easy to, to sit behind a computer monitor or but like uh, behind your phone and say yeah. anything you want to say. Keyboard activist, man. And, and, and what happens yep. is, is like they're injecting themselves mm-hmm. in, in something that doesn't involve them at all. Like, right. like honestly, if it wasn't for George W. Bush and Ellen, like being together, like this wouldn't even be a thing. You know what I'm saying? Like if they were just two regular people out in the world, nobody cares, you know, but yeah. I mean, it's good old George W. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's, it's just the matter that somebody shouldn't, I shouldn't care what you do or you do if it doesn't directly affect my life. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to comment on what's going on in your life because, to be frank, it's none of my damn business. Yeah. Like, your life doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So then at that point, like, we can come to a common agreement. That, like, whatever you want to do at home is, is up to you. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And if we just let people just, even if they have a disagreement, to at least get together and have a beer and watch a terrible team play football. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to read this statement here. Um, it says the main, the main argument against cancel culture is that it doesn't, and we've talked about this is that it doesn't enable people who have wronged or supposedly wronged society, the opportunity to apologize and learn from their mistakes. The consequences are swift People, uh, people's followers can drop them in a matter of minutes. And while many canceled celebrities do apologize, these statements often fall on deaf ears. Moreover, the public is not educating them about why their actions were hurtful and wrong. It's just shutting them out instead. Rather than holding people accountable for their actions, it's dismissing the people entirely. That's a problem with cancel culture. 
Like I'm fine with I'm fine with calling people out. Yeah, I'm op- absolutely fine. Yeah, absolutely. hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. But the next step is show you how to get better. Yeah, like help help that person learn. Now, not everyone wants to learn, and that's fine. You know, I get it. Not everyone wants to learn, but you, we have to at least make the effort to teach. You know, yeah. and it, it's so it's it takes way less energy to to put someone on blast and to cancel them and to say all this other stuff and make posts and you know how little energy it takes to copy and paste a URL from about an article that you didn't like and just share it on Facebook or that you didn't even read or that you didn't because even everybody else is bro, doing it. And bro. that's what we're seeing in, in especially America today is we're yes. seeing people that are uninformed, yes. but everybody else is doing it. So, well, I'm, I'm going to believe that yeah. too. Yeah. yeah well, I guarantee you like one or two people said something about Ellen. Everybody's like, and they just, yeah. and all of a sudden it just went viral yep. because it's like, this is the popular thing mm-hmm. to do. You know, the popular thing is to roast Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, a lot of the stuff that he said on there. Yeah. Now, if you if you guys check the news this morning, uh, one of the, I can't remember their name, but they were very prominent in the trans community, just recently committed suicide. Mm-hmm. But what the articles are showing right now is uh, essentially that person who is linked or referenced to Dave Chappelle's stand-up comedy of course committed are. suicide. Of course they are. Yeah. And, and, and I don't mean that to be insensitive I don't think it's, it, yeah. Um, it's, it's very like tactful said, to word it like that. Yeah, when, when you make when you take an issue like men, like mental health yeah. and you make it into that, like they're saying that Dave Chappelle's stand up comedy made this person bad. When if you read the article, it was saying that when Dave it was, had something like uh, Dave was doing like a practice run of this stuff, and this person it was quoted they, they quoted that that person was laughing the hardest at his jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, when and the thing that this person said, I've got I've got to look their name up, but they were essentially they gave Dave Chappelle kudos for normalizing the trans movement. Yeah. Like that's one thing that I've always liked about comedy is that it normalized these things that were once taboo or mm-hmm. whatever. And when you're able to laugh at it, mm-hmm. you yeah. can move past it. Right. I think and, that, and the, ahead, the comedy culture, like all those people, I feel get it. You know, yeah. you see people like Lisa Lapinelli. Do you remember that lady Man. said some off the wall shit? You know what I'm saying? Sucking jokes. Yeah, yeah. A lot of dick Do you remember? Jokes. And this this was this wasn't too far after Hurricane Katrina. She was over there like, uh, she's like, I fucked more black guys than Hurricane Katrina. Oh yeah. You know how many gosh. people were just like, uh, yeah, like, the know, like that's the best life when you know you shouldn't. Yeah, laugh you know you shouldn't like, laugh. Oh, that's and that's good. all of Dave Chappelle's. That's stuff. all of his comedy. But he talked about that there's an agenda out there. Yeah. Against him, mm-hmm. and it's some of the stuff he says is yeah. very insensitive. I, yeah. I, I mean, granted, like there's some stuff, but at the same time, he's not. I don't think he's being malicious. And no. And to, with the whole trans thing, I think. You know, and, and and I'm not one of those. I believe people who are trans have mental illness because mm-hmm. they're trans, but they deal with issues. They yeah. deal with society that doesn't accept them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They deal with looking in the mirror and yes. not feeling yeah. what they see. Not I mean, feeling I feel, what they. You know, I truly yeah. believe that. And so there is mental things that go mm-hmm. on. And you know, so to, so you're downplaying all that. And yeah. Dave and you're making it about Dave Chappelle. Yeah. You know, the one thing that he also said was like, whenever the um, uh, he couldn't they. I think it's like the ethics group or something like that at Comedy Central told him like, hey, uh, you you can't say the the F word, the the, mm-hmm. hom- the, the homophobic F word, right? And uh, I won't even say it on here, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, but they were allowing him to say the N word. As a, much as he wanted. As much as he wanted, yeah. you know? And so they were like, 
uh, he asked why he couldn't say that. Essentially, they said, because you're not gay. You're not in that community. And he was he told him, well, I'm not a nit. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. And he told him that. And it's just like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> whoa. And, and I'm not... I'm not going to play devil's advocate on this because, like, I do feel like comedians, um, comedians have a very special place in this world because yes. a lot of things are tragic, and if you can make light of it yes. and kind of help that growth, yeah. mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's one of the best things in the world. And so it's it's kind of funny because like, um, you you see those trucks back in the day, like when we were kids, you saw those trucks had like the uh, the triangles on them that said like safe place. Like mm-hmm. if you were in trouble as a kid, you could run to this truck yep. or whatever it was, it, like had an emblem on it. Like the comedian, when they're on stage, that is their safe place. Mm-hmm. If you don't like what they're doing in their safe place, you don't have to stay there. Yeah, you don't I have think, to buy the tickets. Yeah, you don't have to, yeah, to, you don't have to support it. Like yeah. I think some people do that to get a to get a rise out of somebody mm-hmm. else, which is tragic because you're taking a seat from somebody that would really enjoy yeah. seeing this instead of you being so fucking critical. Like how shitty is your life that you got to go try to take somebody down that's at the peak of theirs? Yeah. Right. I mean, Chappelle is probably one He's of the, a god in he's, the comedy. He's, he's one yeah. of the greatest comedic yeah. geniuses we've ever Absolutely. had. Absolutely, yeah. And the thing is that like, we want to crucify him for something he says in jest. Yeah. Like, how many people have made 9-11 jokes? I've made a thousand of them. Mm-hmm. And the thing is that like, it's not that I'm taking away from those victims. Yeah. I just think that like, at some point you have to make a joke or you've got to move to, to help move on. You mm-hmm. have to do something to start that healing process. Yeah. Who was that one comedian that was on Saturday night live who had made 9-11 jokes and, you know, came out that his father died in the, in the things. And he was talking about some, oh, uh, he was, uh, uh, he was engaged to Ariana Grande. Yeah, um, yeah, he was engaged he was, to her. And well, do you know his name? Pete. Pete Davidson. Pete, Pete Davidson, Davidson yeah. And so he had to apologize to, what was the other guy? He was like, a, um, he lost, he, he wears an eye patch. He's a politician that I wears an eye patch. About. But he had to apologize to him. I think he might have lost the eye in the 9-11 thing or something. I couldn't remember the yeah. story, but he went through and sort of had to explain himself like, I lost my father in this. And I kind of think that he spun it. He spun his apology into something where it was like, you know, I've realized that I have a problem and all this other stuff. Yeah. But at the same time, in the comedic realm, that's where they get there inspiration they have to go to dark places you have to go to a dark place to get that Mm -hmm. so it was hard for me to sort of buy that buy into the apology like it felt like he was just kind of just doing it you know what i mean and i get that people want to get canceled he didn't want to get canceled yeah but why do why are people forced to apologize like as a kid let's say let's say you did well someone didn't really apologize like roseanne issued a non-apology you know when she made her racist comments she was like i was on ambien you know what i'm saying she said all that like like let that litmus let the litmus test happen and see what happens Mm -hmm. like if you're unapologetic of what like let's say i did something wrong and i don't feel like i did anything wrong why should i apologize if these people don't feel like they did anything wrong don't let them like don't don't force somebody to give a hollow apology because yeah. I'm going to respect those are that worse. a lot less. Yeah, so. those are worse. And I feel like that's the worst because if somebody says, "Hey man, I'm really sorry, but it's not genuine." You're like, "Fuck you." Yeah. Like there's no there's no reason for it. There's yeah. there's none. It's a uh, it's it's crazy the way that this cancel culture works and again, being being on a podcast and all that kind of stuff, I that's something that we don't worry about as much anymore, but uh, definitely something we worried about before. And and when we have people like, 
you know, I'll, I'll even say when we had like Jorge on the episode mm-hmm. the other a couple weeks ago, I was like, is he about to say some shit that's going to like mess, you know, mess yeah. us up or something like that? Yeah. And then afterwards, I was just like, you know what? That, you know, that just expect that. That's what's going to happen on our podcast. And, you know, you ne- thankfully I can have I was I was glad to have him on there. It was wild. It was absolutely wild. That was a wild ride, man. Yeah, I super wild that was ride. A wild ride. But uh, I'm glad, truthfully, at the end of it, I'm glad that someone felt that comfortable to talk mm-hmm. to us about whatever. At the end of the day, that's something that's severely lacking yes. in this society is a safe space to be wrong, be right, just to be yourself. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a good stopping point for that part. I want to transition into our next topic. And so... Um, I want you guys to imagine, and this kind of falls in line with what we're talking about right now. Imagine a world, or imagine a world without the news and social media. And then how do you think that our lives might be if we didn't have that? Me personally, I feel like if if all I saw was everything around me, I don't think the world, I would say the world is that bad like, man, this is pretty great <laughs> like because i can i can walk outside of my neighborhood knock on people's doors talk to them i can just do all sorts of you know i drive to work there's i don't have the fear of something happening right um yeah. it, i don't know it's but but when i do take in a lot of the news when i do take in a lot of social media one thing that happens to me is that i i find myself comparing my life to other people's and I find myself saying, like, man, this world is darker. Now, I think the news does does do a good thing to help, like, bring a lot of stuff to light. I'm not saying that the news is bad or right. anything. This right. is all theoretical here. Right. But uh, And the same thing goes for social media. It's brought tons of stuff to light. It's created all sorts of opportunities for many people. But, like, how how bad or good would the world be without social media? What do you guys think? Yeah, I think if I were to just base... My reality off of that, my reality, not my social reality, not, you know, not what's happening around the world. Like you said, there's nothing wrong with being informed. I think people need to be informed, but it's really not that bad. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel the effects of, because I hear people saying all the time, oh man, this world's going, you know, we're going to hell. This whole thing, everything's falling apart. Mm -hmm. America's falling apart. The world's falling apart. And I'm like, man, I've gone like every day and never felt that yeah. until I open up my phone or until I turn on the, you know, the news station mm-hmm. and it's, there's a heightened awareness of what's going on that isn't not, I'm not saying it's not necessary, but at the same time, like we're, we're so lost in that reality that yeah. we lost our true reality and what we see. Yeah. Like you said, what if what I saw was just what I saw? That's mm-hmm. it. That's all I knew. Mm-hmm. Do you know it was, there was a stat, I can't remember where I read it, but they said something like, in the past, I want to say like maybe 10, 15 years, uh, one-fifth of every local news source in America has been shut down. Like that, And so people are forced to get their news and information from places that have nothing to do with where they are. Or somebody that's bought out that news station yes. and has an agenda. Yes. Yeah. Now, I'll say all day that I think the majority of what I see in like BG Daily News is hot garbage. <laughs> 
Like oh, there's sure. some people are yeah, there's some people I was like, who is writing this shit? You know? Yeah. The forums are hilarious. Yeah, it's like, bro, you're spelling? Like, come on, yeah. use grammarly grammarly, it's yeah. free. Yeah. <laughs> At least the version I use, like you can really clean up your text on this yeah. stuff. You but, can look a lot more intelligent. Yeah, yeah. But the one thing I do like seeing on there, like if there are birthdays. Or if there's if one of the sports teams, like the local sports teams, like I'm talking like little league teams or something yeah. like that, does awesome. You know, the news isn't gonna show anything no, on them. It doesn't sell. What it doesn't sells sell. Is the tragedy. What sells yeah. is the drama. What sells is the this heightened sense of just almost unrest, which doesn't really make sense. But that's all we see. Yeah. Do you mm-hmm. think though that if those news things weren't there and social media do you think that we as just people in the area where we live do you think that we'd put more effort into trying to know what's going on in our town or would we be like just be like content with what with where we are ask north korea man i mean like that i mean they don't have a whole lot of yeah. social media presence you know what i'm yeah. saying yeah. but i think for North Korea is dangerous because <laughs> they is. have a state-run news. Yeah, yeah. like and, it, and everything is propaganda. Yeah, and some um, of them still think we're still at war. Yeah. Now, technically, we haven't said the war is over, but we're just like we're just not bombing each other. Or anything. <laughs> I think that social media is is good. I think I think the positive stuff in social media is good, mm-hmm. but when it's negative, it hits a low that a lot of people aren't comfortable with. We have a lot of kids and i say kids like teenagers killing themselves because of being outed via social media something coming out via social media and i think that's very tragic because it's like you mentioned you you you'd made a like a, a comparison of like social media to a gun mm-hmm. and i feel learning like learning to respect it yeah and and i don't feel like we respect it we kind of like it's like giving an AR to a three-year-old and people just start typing shit, not not thinking about what they put out there. Mm-hmm. And they don't think about the impact it's going to have on somebody else. And so um, I, try to, I try to censor myself as much as I can on social media because the reason being is um, I don't, like I'm never going to be ashamed of anything that I've done mm-hmm. um, because I don't feel like I should shame myself of, of something sure. I've done. But also the thing is when you put yourself out on social media, then you have to defend yourself for something that you are completely secure with. Mm-hmm. So that could be family, that could be friends, that could put a lot of stress on you. So like I am very, very uh, censored on social media. That doesn't mean that like I don't still use it, mm-hmm. But also, I look at it as a tool to connect with people. I don't look at it as anything else. That's what it was when when Facebook. Well, my, I think it's like MySpace. Oh person. yeah, but like mm. when Facebook was created, Tom their push wife. was yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I remember. Man, uh, you're I top five, miss, man. You're, yeah, I just yeah. missed that you could have a wallpaper, and I missed that you could play a song. People yep. to click on there. Ah, oh, dude. But it was created to connect you with people that lived far away really i think yeah. it was more or less to connect you with people like family members relatives that that live far away and sure. for me that's kind of how it started because i always live far from my family but if you look at it where it started and where it is at now 95 percent of my friends i live in the same town as mm-hmm. i see on a daily basis or maybe not a daily basis but i see at least once or twice a month mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean like 
do I really need to be connected with them on social media? Can I just ask you in person? Yeah. You know, it, it, so it's the more connected we become on social media, it's been said. The less connected. The less connected we are. Bro, so I didn't go to my 10-year high school reunion because I was just like, you already know what's I can type your name in. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, and I would go on this, I would have this running joke with myself where I'd be like, not enough of you have died yet. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, 20 years, you'd be like, oh, okay, like, you know that there's some real changes. Yeah. 10 yeah. years, people are still being silly and, right. you know, getting drunk, getting, you know. So it's like not enough people have died, have kids, all that kind of stuff. Like there haven't been any life-changing moments with any of you guys. So what's the point of even checking it out? But also, yeah. do you care about all of them? Like, no, that's the thing. Is like, absolutely if you, not. If you don't I care don't. about them, then the thing is like, because we had uh, nobody showed up to the tenure reunion. And the thing is like, I don't really give a shit about, I would say, 80% of the people I went to high school with. Not because, like, they were just terrible people, but, like, high school was not fun for me. So, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hang out and relive, like, I hate when people, I hate reliving stuff. Yeah, for sure. Like, I love where where I am in my life so much that I don't want to hang out with people who only remember from high school that would do crazy days. yeah because yeah. those it's not so much that they were the good like they were just the days that's it yeah, yeah. you know what i mean it, it's funny because like uh i have we have this thing called wifeless wednesday with a few of the guys that i yeah. used to go to high school with we just go like grab wings or something somewhere um and we just kind of like try to like connect once a month mm-hmm. which is really cool and the thing is like i still care about those guys deeply they're great friends but we maintain that friendship after high school, mm-hmm. after elementary school, after middle school. So like we grew up together. Yeah. So the thing is like, those are the people I care about. And like, I don't have to check a social media post because I see them often enough right. to be like, Hey man, you okay? Like I'll check yeah. in on them mm-hmm. versus like some people that like may live a few doors down in the same apartment area mm-hmm. that I'm at. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. they're like, Hey man, I had a new kid. And I'm like, so I had like, a new kid. Yeah, like it's like I, what year is it? Yeah, like yeah, you, you got like I don't I don't give a shit about yeah, him. Like yeah, and that's and that's not because like I'm so self servant. Like I'm I'm so into my own shit. But like I just don't care if somebody from high school had anything big happen to him. Like yeah. because it it doesn't affect me directly. Yeah. So I mean at that point then like social media then is a crutch because mm-hmm. if I'm not going to be friends with you in in person, I'm not going to be friends with you on social media. Yeah. Me and my wife, we don't really like click and like each other's stuff mm-hmm. on social media. Like I, I know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I know what you're doing and all that kind of stuff. And you're if probably there. Uh, yeah. I yeah. might be there. Yeah. yeah. And if there's, if there's something that you want, just, Hey, I'm, I'm on the couch next to you or something like that. Just literally no need to tag. Just move your phone for yeah. like yeah. two and a half feet. Huh, hey, hey look, look at this. Yeah. That's pretty funny. You know what I'm saying? No, I don't need to do it. So there's, I even have my, just my group of friends too. We have our chat groups and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And we'll those do that. Like, best. yeah, those are, those are real funny. Those are the best. That is some shit I would easily get canceled for. Yeah. Some of my group chats, but you know, the things like Chris and I, he and I joke that like when we post each other's stuff on each other's wall, it's, purely entertainment you know what i'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's to joke with other people we'll say something i'll say something off the wall we, yeah we troll each other all the time I'm, like, yeah. i love trolling yeah. because it's such an art form yeah but the thing is like like a lot of people 
not to get off topic, but a lot of people question intent that you're yes. putting on there. Yeah. So then it becomes this bigger issue. And mm-hmm. Instead of you just being like, hey, man, this is a really fucking great meme. Yeah. I want you to have it. Yeah. Like, I think it's funny. That's yeah. Right. I, yeah. That's, I, I want you to have a good belly laugh like I had, yep. and I'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people that are on their not part of like maybe your core yeah. friends, they see it and they're like, oh, they got to say something back. Like, Fuck it, man. Just keep it moving, Pim. Yeah, just like, keep just it moving. Keep yeah. And I think that well, it's not really off topic because that's the danger of social media. Yes. Where used to, I would see you tomorrow at mm-hmm. work or whatever and say, hey, man, did you hear about, oh, that was so funny. Or I'd show you, you know, maybe I took a picture of it on my, yeah. whatever. But now because I put it out there on yeah. social media, it's exactly that. You open this whirlwind of just people's keyboard activists mm-hmm. that come in and they feel like they have to say something. And, it's and like, things that like were meant for you. It. Like it was meant for just us to have a conversation about other people will jump in there. And I was like, well, why'd you post it on Facebook? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There, I mean, it's a legitimate why are question. You commenting? Yeah. It's a legitimate question, but it's just like, if, if social media was gone, I do think that I would have, well, I think that my circle of friends would be smaller. Sure. Um, it would, it would probably be tighter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But I would also, I will. I won't discount the friendships and connections that I've made with people in the absence of physical, uh, uh, yeah. physical like proximity. Yeah. There's, you know, we did a um, in in college. I did a, a research project uh, where we were talking about the effectiveness of leadership uh, in in virtual team settings, and so we studied people playing World of Warcraft, people playing Quake, people playing like uh, not Minecraft, uh, Second Skin. Uh, all those kind of things. And the research kind of shows like in the absence of your, like your physical being, who you are, race, gender, all that kind of stuff, you tend to have more focus on like a task at hand. Mm -hmm. You tend to sort of focus more on what needs to get done rather than who the instructions are, who the information is coming from. That's a good thing right there. And so for me, I do have some very strong connections with people that I've hardly ever seen before, yeah. you know, and it's because you do build a level of comfort, sort of being able to talk to them about stuff and just say whatever you want or anything right. like that. And you just, you guys just kind of know each other. And it's, it's almost like you don't even want to actually see them because no. it's like, this is cool. Yeah, you know, like let's not ruin, what let's we not have, ruin bro. what we got, bro. This is, this is pretty yeah. tight. There was, a, there was a, I read an article one time. It was about a guy that had played like call of duty with this guy for like 10 years. Yeah. And then, like, they finally met. Yeah. Really? And it was like, it was, and I think it was like at one of their weddings. Are you kidding? And I'm thinking, I'm like, how great is that? Yeah. That's like, awesome. That's, that's what social media and that's what, like, connection via via internet however it is like especially like when you're when you're playing call of duty like you got a lot of kids in that chat room saying a lot of shit that they yeah, shouldn't say dude like, i just want to find billy who called me the n-word oh like, man it's like here i am billy there's nothing hey where's your mom yeah That's where's you- your mom <laughs> I don't, i've been talking about fucking her for for so many rounds dude, homie <laughs> there's th- like there's nothing that makes me feel better when some kid like because because like it'll be a It'll be a video that pops up, and there'll be some kid that drops the N-bomb. You're just like, ooh, he does not have the skin complexion. Mm. Should be saying that. Right. And all of a sudden, there's a black guy in the, like, in the same chat room, and like it goes on this whole tirade. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is what it's about. Yeah. Like, yeah. I enjoy it because I played Call of Duty for mm-hmm. years, but I think that that's like, the positive stuff that comes out of that. Like Those guys were friends. Like yeah. They probably... I mean, it probably took them two or three years to like, kind of break the ice. Mm-hmm. and like. Yeah. But I mean, what you're going through... like. 
a ship going on a mission to capture the flag. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. They're, they're together. They're your yeah. ride or die. They're your ride or like, die, man. Yeah. Like on your right, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what you want, man. Yeah. But I mean, like to see somebody, I, I, I don't remember the whole numbers, but I want to say it was like eight to 10 years. They've been playing together yeah. and then they Jeez. met each other. That's fantastic. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's they were like older too, weren't they? Like in their mid thirties or forties or yeah, something? Yeah. I, I want to say they were like, like mid to like mid thirties to late 30s, I think yeah. is what it was. They've been playing Golly. for years together. Yeah, that's, that's insane. beautiful, man. But I mean, that's what it should do. Social media should bring people together and stop and stop being so divisive. Yeah. yeah, but I think one thing that we can do is obviously we can be a part of that that solution and try to, I guess, all be more mindful of the stuff that we post. But dude, it's just it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do have I I wish that I can be like my wife where she'll go on like a 6 month detox. Just my wife like, does it all the time. She, yeah, she'll all literally yeah. post like the the deuces symbol and that's it. And then, she's out. And then I I don't see it until it's like so, I scroll down so and I'm just like oh, you're married to a blank thing and I'm just like <laughs> I was like, oh, it says clues you, yeah, it just yeah. says I'm married. So I was like, oh, she can jump off. All right, that's cool. It whatever, seems like you know? the, it's it, if she does that next time, I'm going to make sure that I'm married to Kalu after that. Yeah. Just yeah. to see what happens. I'm totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Just just see like totally what's, changing like, my what status. Happens. They're like, my holy shit. Marriage. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah. So many people be like, what happened? Angry face from the old people. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, like, so, marriage status. It's complicated. It's complicated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I wish that we can mess with people like that. And then just sort of like let it be, you know, like people yeah. can laugh about it, but so many people take that stuff seriously. Oh people gosh, get man. so offended, man. Like, yeah. and, and I don't know what it is. Like, where like did this I, happen? If I see, if I see something on Facebook that I don't like, I don't like, I don't get on there and like try to break it down. I just yeah. keep moving because mm-hmm. if somebody else has that opinion, you're allowed to have that opinion. Like yeah. opinions can't be right or wrong. Yeah. It's just your opinion. Six, what, six months to a year ago, mm-hmm. I, I'd be on there. Man, yeah. just going keyboard at it. Like, warrior. Oh, man, not necessarily keyboard warrior because I would back it up and I'd see you in person talk about it. But I would be like, oh man, this ain't right. And I get on there, but I found myself in the last probably six months. I don't post as much as I. I used don't to either. I don't either. Because it's not worth it. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not worth and if the people want to know what's going on with my life, they'll just you have ask my phone you. number. Yeah, come yeah. find me. One hundred percent. And there, and also too with with social media, it makes me feel like I have to hold on to friendships that. I don't really not not that I don't want. Yeah. You just it's don't just care. I like, just it's not even that I don't care. It's just like it's, it's too consuming. It's way too consuming. It is consuming, but it's like that's just not where I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's it's not right or wrong or anything. That is just not there. And so when you see the person, it's so weird when they're talking about shit like experiences that I was like, yeah, I guess I shared that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, you weren't there. That really wasn't your experience. So when they come up and they're asking about my stepdaughter, they're asking about these things, and I haven't seen them in forever. And they're like, oh, I love that they have this post. I'm like, I need to chill out with, like, the stuff that I post. follow way too much, I can't stand people who talk about a social media post or like, oh, did you see what I posted in person? Mm. Because it's like, let's just leave it on social media. Can we talk about anything else? And then, yeah, you have people that feel like they know everything that's going on with you, and you're like... Yeah, it it, it turns into what we be able to share that information. Yes, you get it secondhand. It turns into what we talked about in our previous episode about surrogation, Mm -hmm. how people will 
would sooner yeah. take the exp- the idea of the experiences that you had and the idea of the thoughts and opinions and stuff like that as opposed to just trying to learn it on their own or do the work to come and ask you and talk to you about it. Right. It's really terrible if that happens so often. So, yes, I do limit a lot of the stuff that I do post and a lot of the events in my life or something like that. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I just kind of yeah. leave it alone. What about news? What do you think about news? Now, people... With with news, you know, there's the echo chambers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And uh, recently, I can't remember the guy. Is it something Smith? He just left Fox News because he Shepard Smith. Shepard, yeah, so, yeah, Shepard Smith. I just remember the name because I don't know anybody that's named Shepard outside right. of a guy that's yeah. a real Shepard. Yeah, yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> You're just like, what? <laughs> but he had I, his argument or supposed argument was like the the network was moving away from facts and just opinion and all that kind of stuff. I feel and like that's all re- that's news all really news. Is. Yeah. And it's like and I that's where my struggle I really don't look at the news or watch the news maybe as much as I should. Mm. Um because it's almost become it's become that. It's like, hey, I'm gonna give you my opinion on this instead of like give me the facts first. And if I want to watch an opinion, then I'll go to the you know the that and I think But even facts get spun. They mm-hmm. d- yeah, but some, but like you can't even you. We're in a position now where it's like you can't even trust yourself because, you know, what if the things that we, what if the information that we find and the information that we discover may not even be the actual thing. We may not get the full context, and yeah. this is why I give my shout out to journalists out in the world because they do that research. They yeah. stay up late. They're in the you know the especially the people that are out in like um, Syria and shit like that. And they're, you know, writing articles and they're, you know, recording video as bombs and shit are dropping and stuff like that. They're getting firsthand experience on what's happening. But it's whenever it gets back here, sometimes that stuff gets filtered out. Sometimes that stuff gets, you know, uh, put away or something like that or just not even shown or anything like that. So it makes it hard to want to have a worldview. It's like it's a necessary evil of having a worldview because you don't know if it's the actual view of the world. Well, I mean, in, in that same respect, like when it comes to like news, it doesn't matter whatever news it is, whatever Mm -hmm. channel it is, they are, they're trying to sell ads. Mm -hmm. So what happens is if, if you have news for 24 hours, there's not enough news in 24 hours to fill that up. Right. So then you have to have people come up there and just say whatever the fuck they want to Dude, say. Dude, that's opinions. a good thing. There may there probably isn't enough like real news nah. to to take up like twenty four hours, but somehow they manage to do it. Well, what they do is they have all these shows that are politically based, and and yeah. obviously in the world that we're in, politics are real. Mm-hmm. The yeah. thing is, is that like when it comes to like we'll take Fox News, CNN, everybody has like a news like station, but they're selling ads. They're mm-hmm. selling space in between their shows. That's where they make their money. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is like if you get paid by how much ad time you can get, then at that point they're going to say whatever the hell they can say to get people on to watch that show. Mm-hmm. So I mean like like Bill O'Reilly is a big fucking turd. Yeah. But he sold a lot of shit because he said a lot of terrible things about people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like the reason that he had so much money was because he was selling ads in between his shows. Yeah. 
It's not because he's a not great because guy. his information is right or wrong. Exactly, it's because it's, it's all he opinion. gets ads. Yeah, and it goes back to what what is selling, and that's why yeah. maybe there is enough real news to fill it up, but that's not what sells. Yeah, that's yeah. not what people want to hear about. They'd rather talk about. I mean, anything. I feel like anything that happens in the political world, we're going to talk about, like this whole Ukraine thing. I feel like we're going to talk about it for the next probably six months. Yeah, you know what I mean. They and it's like there's space. a bunch of mm-hmm. other stuff that's going on. It's not that we don't need to figure out what's going on there, but it's like, okay, do we have to spend the whole hour yeah. talking about this one thing? You know. Well, I mean, in in that same respect, like just thinking, like, isn't that what newspapers do? Don't they have like the idea that there's all these articles that can go out, and then the newspaper says, all right, this is going to be good, this is trash, mm-hmm. this is good, yeah. this is trash. Yep. Maybe maybe Bowling Green Daily News could probably do a little more culling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, honestly, like that's what they could. I mean, like that's what we do. Mm-hmm. But we we filter our news more than we filter ourselves. Mm-hmm. We filter our our we filter what we want to see. Like I personally like seeing good stuff. Like because like as being a person that's dealt with depression, I don't want to see any more shit. I got enough shit going on up here. I don't, I don't want anything else. So because of that, like I like seeing the good stuff. I like seeing that some kid that had childhood, like cancer fucking beat it. Like, yeah, yeah, man, good for you. You know, like go out there take your first chick, you know, like whatever you got to do. Like I'm happy Mm, for him, but I just like, I don't like seeing the negative stuff. And I know the world is negative. There's, there's real things that go on, but nonetheless, like it does suck to, to see like the same shit day in and day out. And like, I always say like if you're if you're looking for some type of information and you're gonna go just strictly on one news network, yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. you're a moron. So yeah. check this out. Um, I was just trying to find uh, any sort of studies that um, talks about the breakdown of what the news is mm-hmm. right now. And so this article was written in 2013. I would imagine the numbers are probably skewed even more. Okay. But what they have here. Is that at this study? This was done in uh, uh, over the course of three days uh, in uh, 2012, and so they measured CNN. So the amount of uh, commentary or opinion news versus actual like factual reporting news in 2012, and I know that numbers absolutely changed. Forty-six yeah. percent uh, of the news was opinion. And fifty four percent was <clears throat> was factual reporting, it's right? It's like seventy thirty now, dude. Yeah, and what? And here's the thing. Check this out. It said on Fox News, fifty five percent was commentary and opinion, and forty five percent was factual reporting. So for MSNBC, eighty five percent was commentary and opinion, and fifteen percent was factual reporting. That's a now, shame. If you look at some of these networks, CNN is left leaning. So, 100%. yeah, 100% left-leaning. Mm-hmm. Um, Fox News, obviously, is right-leaning. MSNBC, I think they're pretty left. Yeah. Uh, but I would imagine that they're more entertainment, in my opinion. But I would imagine that at this time in 2012, whenever the, and I'm doing my air quotes, ruling party is there, I would imagine that the news networks do more to be like, okay, we're going to have more commentary or we're going to have more facts and stuff like mm. that because the person that they want is essentially in power. And so when the losing party, or and I'm doing air quotes, losing party is there, you're going to see a shitload of commentary yeah. and opinion because they're going to spin things because that's entertaining, especially when you don't like the person that's in power. So, of course, you're going to really double down and put yourself into an echo chamber 
And then that's the kind of stuff you're going to listen to. Yeah. So you see confirmation bias, right? Hell yeah. 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 It's surrogation bias. It's confirmation bias. All of that. And so I think right now, um, as we get into the cancel culture, as we get into just social media, just taking over everything, um, that social media in itself is its own news network, in my opinion. And so that is probably 95% opinion and commentary and likes, you know what I mean? And then, you know, 5% factual reporting. And I think that the factual reporting is just Facebook Live. That's what I think. It's just because there's an actual, you see what is actually going on outside of that. It's completely just like people doing whatever, you know, whatever they want, saying whatever they want. So, but what I think has happened now, again, going into the cancel culture and where social media is going, that is going to have a crazy impact on the coming elections. It's going to have, because by number, like by sheer numbers, there are more uh, left-leaning liberal people in the United States than there are uh, conservatives. Mm-hmm. That's what the numbers show mm-hmm. because the majority of populations do live in well, yeah, these cities. Didn't Hillary win by like three million. Yeah, she she yeah, but people do forget the electoral college. That's what actually Man. picks a president right there. And so be that as it may. Yeah, no. yeah. So, well, <laughs> it's it's going to be. I think that it's going to be hard in this era because this. And I hate to take it into politics, but this president is pretty tapped in on social media. Very, very tapped. He's trigger happy on tweets. So would you say, and this is, and I'll be careful. He'll probably win again. No, here's the thing. And I say this. Now, here's the thing. I say that the, I, I, I have a feeling because I think that the numbers are going to be, they're going to skyrocket, but they're going to skyrocket in the places where you expect them to. Like you're going to see the numbers shoot up in California. You're going to see the numbers shoot up in New York because there's definitely more angry people. But the numbers need to shoot up. If you're if you're left leaning, the numbers need to shoot up in the states that were lost. Yeah, that's where it needs yep. to change. And I don't I think that the that. news I networks can, over I can there. I see him losing the popular vote by even more. He'll this lose year the popular way even yeah. more. Yeah, but way what more. I was going to say about about our current president um, is maybe his comments. A lot of his comments are crazy and stupid and wrong. Mm-hmm. But maybe his comments about fake news have some bearing because what we're seeing is what basically what he's saying is by saying it's fake news. Yes. He's saying you don't agree with me. So I think you're fake. Like I think that's how people interpret it. Sure. What I'm interpreting it as you're not giving me news. You're just giving me your opinion. That's not real news. But when you do something like that and you call stuff fake news, what I believe that you do is that you create a power vacuum or an information vacuum into someone's mind. And that's, that's essentially saying what you're listening to is fake just listen to me instead. You're and undermining journalists. Yeah, and that's just facts. as dangerous. Yeah. yeah. That's just as yeah, dangerous as spending wrong I, I think information. That it's 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 two sided. I think they're both very dangerous. I think that's very dangerous. I agree. Yeah. Because it's saying I'm the only one that has valuable. That's not right. Yeah. But it's also just as dangerous to be like eh, it's like an abusive boyfriend or something like that, or yeah. one that's fucking around a bunch. You know, someone's like, You're doing this and they're saying don't believe any of that stuff. They're crazy. They just believe me. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the same level. It's yeah. just it's no different in my opinion. And so you're you're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. But going on to that because of because of the way I I my prediction with news and how things skew between commentary, opinion and actual facts, um, it's I, again I do see the numbers shooting up in the places where you expect them to shoot up. 
the only states that matter in this whole election are going to it's going to be Florida, it's going to be Ohio, it's going to be Michigan, Pennsylvania. It's going to be those places be, like cuz everywhere else is swing essentially going to yeah, they're all swing states. Those are the mm-hmm. Wisconsin, those yeah. are the only ones that truly matter because everyone is going to essentially vote the same thing. You know what I mean? They're going to vote the same way they did. They're going to vote yeah, the exact same way regardless of what's happened. Yeah. I think that the the real changes and what I'd like to see is in those cities where like different like city commissioners and uh, uh, state representatives and all that kind of stuff, I would like to see their numbers in voting versus um, versus the news networks and stuff like that. If those places have a lot of local news, like are people watching that? And so like when you see enough of that stuff, it may give you a better because I think that the the journalists do a really good job of showing and bringing to light the stuff that's going on at the local level. You know, I think now people who have voted, you know, Slim Nash in a bunch of times, you know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, man, he might be a little bit wild. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to say, like, (laughs) my name is JP, man. Fuck that guy. Exactly. So if you see that kind of stuff happening, so that's coming out more. That's journalists that are doing that. But the reason being, like, the the reason I say that about Slim Nash is, like, if because I'm a large guy, too, man. If I looked like he did in those mug shots, like, I'm not getting out, like, in an hour. No, no. You know what I'm saying? With a $20 fine. Fuck that, man. They're going to be like, no, you're going to spend about a week, and then uh, you're going to have to start paying some fines. Yeah. Like, this guy just keeps getting off. But I agree with what you're saying. Like, I would like... I would like you've used the term before an overcorrection. Mm. I would really like an overcorrection yeah. for the next election. Not, not because like I'm such a hard ass liberal on that, yeah. but it's because like I don't like the direction that we're going. Yeah, and so it's really difficult because like we're the United States of America. Like it is the United States. I feel like it, there should be some like patriotic music playing right yeah. now. Like some drums in the background. <laughs> the, like the, give me a good speech, bro. Uh, if I had one, I'd give it to you, but <laughs> I don't. Um, I think a lot of it is if we're the United States of America, every state should be able to do whatever the fuck they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like in my opinion, like I feel like if, if you want to, if, if you want to smoke weed, well, I think that should be across the board. That's the not libertarian good, that's, is strong in this one. <laughs> that's not a that's not a really good that's not a really good uh, thing because I, I still I still like I like them little trees, man. Um, so I guess I guess the thing is like if if we're the United States of America, like we should try to unite instead of trying to be so fucking divisive. Like just because this person has the most money in their campaign fund, that doesn't mean that they should get the fucking election. Yeah, yeah that's what's anything. crazy. That's like, what's crazy. What so when you crazy. see their war chest, dear God, right, so it my is, is nuts. Why, why do you have to have that much money to, to get an election? Like, is it just for advertising? Like, yeah. is that what, what does that prove? That yeah, what does that prove? What if they made that all equal? Oh, man. How do you think McConnell would, would be go? fucking buried? If, uh, but that yeah, was all he'd equal. Probably, yeah. He'd be buried. He would be buried. But if they did make the war chest, like if there was a budget in each state, in each city for elections, you know, just being like, this is going to your party and then this, you can't spend anything out of your own pocket. Yeah. Go and try and do the work. Take I'd say a, these people, would, less people would run for office. I'll tell yeah. you that. Yeah. Take they'd it a be step like, further. What if you say that they didn't get any money and it was all voluntary basis? Yeah. That would right be now, that would be that'd be that'd be putting your money where your mouth is because you're like I'm gonna have to go knock on some doors, yeah. I'm gonna have to shake some hands and kiss some babies, yeah, and really and I'm gonna actually some get somebody on here. And I think that would, if, man, if that is what I sort of envision a world without news, without yeah. social media, yeah. without that, there is going to be a stronger sense of community, like in here. 
again, the, it is a double-edged sword because you will lose visibility of what's mm-hmm. happening outside of your community. Right. But the for the vast majority of us, we don't leave our communities. We kind of just stay here. Yeah. When you get to a certain point and it's you kind of just stay there, and then when you get into another community you are typically going to you know s- sort of follow their standards and and live and do everything you can to mesh within that community because humans by nature are communal beings. Yeah. We like to be surrounded with other people. We don't We're like sheep, when people ha- yeah. Sheep. We don't like when other people hate us and stuff like that, but unless you're think, white supremacist, then you Yeah, love, you can be you, you can jump in a blender. Yeah. Um <laughs> that, those people love it. They love uh, being hated. Oh yeah. And you're just But like, that's like how they her. build their community yeah, right there. Yeah. But I think social media also built that. Oh, I agree. You know, that that made it that evolved it. They network that so yeah. well. And yeah. like it's a shame, but I mean like that's the good with the bad at that mm-hmm. point when yeah. it comes to social media. Yeah. It, it, it's weird too because like you know, the white supremacists were out there in the 60s and stuff like that. But I feel like their movement might have been a little bit different compared to now. They had to pass out a lot of pamphlets. Huh? They, they did. Go, they had to go to doors. <laughs> now you can just share some stuff. Yeah, You're like, are you, you pissed off at the blacks and yeah. Mexicans too? Yeah. And, and too, you, you can join these groups or whatever without anybody else knowing. Well, no one will know about yeah, it. Yeah. No one will ever know. Yeah. But mm-hmm. in, again, in a world where, where news and social media didn't exist, you would have to do the work to sort of join that group. I feel like people put a lot more effort in hate years ago than they do today. And I know that sounds really bad because like if you hated somebody back then, you had to go to a lot of effort. You had to travel to them. Mm -hmm. You had to do something. Now it's just like, you're just making clickbait. You're just going to say some shit that's going to get like, it's going to gaslight somebody. Yeah. And then you're just like, ha, here we go. I know so many people who make posts on their things just to trigger other people. Yeah. And uh, I, I do make it every once in a while. Uh, yeah. no, well, not anymore. I used to do that yeah. a lot. I was. I make. I made fun. that joke. Yeah, I made that joke in, in many episodes ago, where you know you just wake up in the morning and you look to your wife and you're like, "Babe, I think I'm going to start some shit today." Yeah. And uh, you just go and find some post that you know is going to trigger a bunch of people, and then they just uh, lose yeah. their minds. You yeah. Know? And and the thing is, like, it's it's so bad because when when people see that, they can't they don't know your intent. So they may think that you actually mean it. Mm. And you're just like, I was just trying to gaslight somebody today. Yeah. Like I'm going to go have, but how destructive morning. is that? How destructive yeah. is that to go there and make like, you can just post something and just absolutely change the dynamics of someone's day. Just because the you of their life of their life. Think about this. Cause like, I mean the, the whole idea of like the, what's it? The, the wind off of like a butterfly's wing. Oh yeah. Cause, yeah. Like, cause a tsunami or whatever. Of, or, I yeah. mean like that shit can sit in somebody's brain and mm-hmm. literally just fester for yep. years. Yeah. And then they'll find a way to cancel you because you tweeted some shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, you I made a post. That's just proving that our nation, I feel like would be a hundred times less divided or it, I feel like it feels like it's more divided than it even really is. Cause like in our own community, I don't feel like we're that divided. Yeah. Like there's issues that we don't agree on within the city of Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. But Slim it doesn't. Bash. <laughs> we're all just like, <laughs> <laughs> that guy. Um, at some but, point, <laughs> but there's without the presence of that strong voice of the news, a strong voice of, of social media, we would all just generally get along with each other because we wouldn't be triggered by, I wouldn't be triggered by what you're thinking in your bedroom at two in the morning. Yeah. Because I wouldn't know. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So. I mean, think about like the Dust Bowl. Like Mm -hmm. when the Dust Bowl happened, like, like people had to really rely on their neighbor. Oh yeah. They, I mean, they had nothing. Yep. Yeah. So at that point, then you have to say, 
why can't we go back to some type of civilization where we actually depend, like not depend on your neighbor, but you're like, Hey man, like, can I, can I borrow something from you? Can I get a cup of fucking flour? You know, yeah. like the wife's over here baking something. I'm a little short, yeah. but we don't do that because we're like, we're like, we don't want to know what's going on. Like yeah. a, a guy that just moved in next door to me, his name's Muhammad. Pretty sure he's from not Kentucky. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, Super nice guy. Met yeah. him. He's like, every morning, I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, yep. good. How are you? He's like, you got a beautiful dog. That's great. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, some people that even live next door to him on the other side wouldn't give him the fucking time of day mm. just because of who he is. Yeah. And things like, we don't have that neighbor community like we should. Yeah. And, and especially in, in Bowling Green, like, it's yeah. very divided. But like you said, like, I feel like it looks like it's more divided yeah. mm-hmm. than it really is. I yeah. don't think that we're that divided. I think just... A lot of people don't like them Muslims. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a real big problem around here. I think the the way to to combat or even make this this idea. I don't want to live without the the news. I don't want to live without social media. But I do want to live a life and be the type of person that you would rather come and talk to me or call me yeah. than look me up on Facebook or look me up on LinkedIn or any of that kind of stuff. That's the kind mm-hmm. of person and the kind of life that I want. And so I try uh, every day, at least if I post something, I want it to just be the I want it to be the uh, like an appetizer. Like I want you to be like, oh, I actually want to go talk to you to learn more about yeah. mm-hmm. this thing that you might have said rather than just like leaving the the interaction to be solely online. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's why there's people where like if they'll say something, you know, they'll DM me or something like that. I'll just be like, hey, just let's just just text me. You know what I'm saying? Let's, I would rather just talk to you about right. this than us message each other back and forth. Let's have the discussion this way. Or let's go meet somewhere and just talk and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I like that so much better. And again, we've talked about in other episodes, when you can see the effect of the words that you use, mm-hmm. um, I think that it can have... a you can have better and more quality conversations and interactions with people. And uh, the hope is that you can, you know, pass that on to them where that they feel, in my opinion, inspired to be able to do the same thing. We can, I believe that like great interactions and all that kind of stuff can 100% coexist with, Mm -hmm. with the Facebooks and the, the MySpaces and all the other things out there. We can 100% coexist together but we have to create something that makes it easy to want to go and talk to people and just spark up that conversation. It makes it easy for me because my job is kind of predicated on that. You know, being in sales, you mm-hmm. do walk up to people and, you know, I'll walk into a business and just talk to you about some stuff. So it makes it easier for me. But I just wish that for, for everyone else that we can just go and be like, hey, let's let's talk. Do you remember when we were kids walking up to someone and saying, do you want to be my friend? Oh, for yeah. sure. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah. I try that now, and it's not as cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, people like, have a weird reaction. Yeah, I'll just send me a friend request. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd be like, hey, can 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 you be my friend? I remember doing that so much. And it's so genuine, though. It's, it's so, so genuine, beautiful. dude. Like, do you remember this? It was it was a photo of this kid um, online, and he got a haircut. Like, and it was it was a white kid and a black kid, mm-hmm. and he got a haircut. He like the white kid said, I want to get a haircut like my buddy. Mm-hmm. And he said, because I don't want the teacher to be able to tell us apart. That is That's beautiful. Awesome. That yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And the thing is, they were friends. Yes. Like you, you had to be, hey, man, you want to be my friend? Yeah. That's yeah. beautiful. Mm-hmm. You do it now. And like if you don't if if you don't hand like a pamphlet out, man, people yep. are really 
put off by it. You yeah. Know? I think that's something I might, I might post on our, on our thing. Just be like, start a new friend. Just don't post about it. Ooh. Just like go and find a new friend and just DM us. Like, tell us how that interaction Give went. Give them like a challenge. Yeah. Like you yeah. got a month, try to meet somebody yeah. new that's not and inside ask them, your social can, media yeah, group. That, ask them like, will you be my friend? Literally yes. saying that. Like the will you and be my friend challenge. Like, my insides are like, part of me is like, I want to do that so bad. <laughs> and then the other part of me is like, it hurts me to like even like think about it because you have to be so vulnerable. To yes, yeah. you have to be to vulnerable. Be, you have to be this vulnerable. Might be will, will you be yeah. my friend? Yeah. yeah, that's just awkward. Fuck, man. I, I, I mean, I got a few days off next week. Like, <laughs> just this is gonna happen. Slim. Yeah. Like, I may make the news with Slim Nash. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. like, like, it may be the craziest. Oh day. man! All right, man. I'm my down. Wednesday's gonna look pretty awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, guys. Do you guys have any shameless shoutouts or anything like that? People you want to say thank you or hello or go to hell to? No Eagles jokes. You can go to hell. You're about to. I know you're about to say an Eagles joke. See? I no, see your face. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Because my team is just as bad. No, I always shout out my wife. Love mm-hmm. my wife. She's probably not going to listen to this, but that's okay. <laughs> that's great. awesome. That's awesome. What about you, Jay? Uh, I'll shout out to my wife as well, so I don't look like a fool. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll shout out my sister and brother-in-law. Uh, they have Man Made Creative. Man And also creative. Uh, BT Lee's. Yeah. So if you need sauce some boss. good sauce, yeah. if you need some like barbecue sauce, the man's got the hookup. I want to collab with him and make a signature like Saluma Dude, sauce. I bet he, I, I'll tell you right now, man, the man is so deep on what it is. Like he got in my car the other day yeah. and smelled the air freshener. And he was uh-huh. like, man, this is... This is like some oaky. Like yeah. it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, I, you know what? I'd love it. to do a sauce with him that has spices that we use in Nigerian cooking. Dude, I'm telling you right now, he's your man. I, yeah. Like, I'm gonna get you hooked up with him when he comes back. He's in Bardstown today, yeah. uh, doing a show. When he comes back, like, I'm gonna get you hooked up with him. Yeah, that, he's the dude, man. There's this thing that it's like a, it's a West African. I say it's just Nigerian delicacy. I call it. Uh, it's it's like street food. It's called suya. S U Y A. You mentioned yeah. before on the podcast. If, yeah. if if he could make a suya sauce, oh Lord have mercy! You're gonna buy it by the gallon? Hell yes, all dude! Right, all right, I would absolutely, I would absolutely do it because it's like peanut based. You ground up peanuts and you put all the different spices and you make a rub. You know the oil from the peanuts helps cook the meat and everything like that. Dude, like, this guy like like he is he, like Brian is such a like he is a chef yeah but like it's not he's like, a scientist he's too a, is yeah he's a, he's a scientist I mean and like I'll come over to his house and like they, like they uh they live not too far from where uh my wife and I live and I'll walk in he's he's always got something in a spoon or in his hand he's like hey man eat this I love that and I'm like I'm like yeah man like I'll try <laughs> and I'm like man this is delicious he has not once let me down like yeah I can say that I've been let down by a lot of things. Yeah. But him, like Brian making food. Yes. Never been a let down. Like he he did a turkey for Thanksgiving. We had a Friendsgiving. Um, I guess we're gonna have some more friends this year for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh Friendsgiving and this guy, um, he smoked two turkeys for mm-hmm. us. And like I'm not ashamed how much I eat, but at that point I was like, I think he may have needed to make another turkey. <laughs> you just, I was you just trying, smoked that turkey. Oh, you I killed like, it. I was like, I was like, we're gonna cut this bitch in half and just put <laughs> it's it over like here. Like the rest of you guys. Yeah, that's I'm telling funny. you, man. Like, yeah, I'll get you some sauce though. Yeah, but BT Lee's. Uh, yeah, um, that's a sauce company. May May Creative. They do uh, branding and stuff, and then. Like I said, my wife, yeah. old ball and chain. <laughs> old ball and chain. <laughs> I do have one quick story before I do my shameless shout outs. Yeah. Um, this kind of makes me think of the whole like this whole challenge of being like, will you be my friend kind of thing. Um, I remember and I, I think I might have talked about it on this podcast. It was a it was a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe it was like 
2012 or so, I was at the farmer's market and uh, I was just like talking with some people and just doing my thing out there. And I just strike up a conversation with this guy and uh, we get to talk about life, all sorts of stuff. And he just was like, hey, do you want to come to my wedding? And I was just like, huh? That's awesome. And I was like, "Uh, when is it? He was like, it's actually today. And I was like, yes. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to your wedding today. And I showed up there, had a good time. I mean, it was so cool being able to be a part of that. And uh, he'll he'll never hear this episode. But it's, it's stories like that. That's like that makes this life I live like so special. You it, know? Res- it restores your faith in humanity. It really does restore my faith in humanity, and that's that's the kind of story that I want to be able to create, and that's the kind of experience that I want to to give to someone. So I'm definitely putting myself on this challenge of asking someone like, "Hey, do you want to be my friend?" If anybody's listening to this, and they need a plus one to a wedding. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I'm there. Yeah, I will eat. I will dance. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll dance do all sure. sorts of stuff, man. I I love dancing. I like um, I like a. T-shirt tucks. Yes. That's that's where I'm comfortable at. Uh, I do want to give a shout out to Chris. You know, I hope he's having a good time in uh, Florida. Um, He seemed like he was by the pictures and stuff like that. I'm hoping you're, you know, he's he's getting all the rest and relaxation uh, that he possibly can before he gets, you know, jumps back into the fire that is work. Um, I want to give a shout out to my wife, of course. She's sick as shit right now. Uh, It's sinuses, you know what I'm saying? And when you get a sinus infection, dude, you're down for like a month. There's, there's like, is no- it is it worth living? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm just, I just, I'm like, babe, I just take you out back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we'll the dig life it, we'll insurance dig the hole together be, first. Yeah, yeah. We'll dig the hole together. <laughs> you know, the life insurance money. You know, you will, we'll do our thing. <laughs> oh you know, we'll have fun. I'll buy a Lambo. You know, what yeah. I mean? yeah. Oh man, that'd be, that'd be, you'd have to get something a lot bigger than a Lambo, yeah, man, because you're I'd not fitting in that. Company. No, no, I'm not fitting in that. Absolutely not fitting in that. Um. Uh, I want to give a shout to Brandon. This is last week in uh, in Bowling Green, so um, he'll, Brandon in the background will be gone, uh, and we do wish him all the all the luck and success and everything in, in his endeavors and stuff like that. Uh, it's cool seeing someone go on their life journey and do their whole thing, and uh, as long as he maintains what we say, just being an active participant in your in your life, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what you do, you're going to be just fine. Uh, so shout out to him. Uh, shout out to my stepdaughter. She had her birthday party uh, on uh, sat- Saturday, uh, but her birthday is on the 21st, so I'm just doing it in advance. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, got to get, gotta get uh, in just there. getting it done, getting yeah. out of there. How she not to, not to pry. She'll turn. She'll turn 14. Whoa! Uh, wow, so man. yeah, Whoa. dude, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, so seeing all these kids at uh, you know they're they're doing some of the same shit we were doing. Do, do you guys remember like bag tagging your friends? Like, you know, still do, still do. You just hit, still do. find your boy, just hit him in the balls, dude. I remember doing this one thing where I'd be like, man, you like the prices, right? And they're just like, yeah. And I'd be like, well, come on down. And just hit him in the nuts. You know That's I mean? great. I mean, That's we did all kinds of shit, man. It was, I tried doing it with golf clubs now, man. <laughs> just, like from a just distance, just like, a little bit. Yeah, just tap yeah, one time, just, man. Dude, there's something about hitting a dude in the balls. Hey, there's like, nothing funnier, there's man. There's nothing funnier, nothing dude. Funnier. And it's, it's like, like true camaraderie. It yeah, really is. Like, my <laughs> wife is like, I don't understand why guys would do that. Like, you don't understand the connection that we yeah, have. Dude, like, yeah. just, that's okay. Because you got to laugh. You're like, you got me. You yeah, got dude. me. Once I can get the feeling back in my feet, man, yeah, I'll, man. I'll get you next. But. I remember in, in college, we had a, in our apartment, we had this rule where if you hit, if you sack tap some, sack-tap someone, everyone in the house gets to hit you. It gets to hit you. And I remember oh um, our friend Brian. He came in during a party oh. and uh, didn't know uh, didn't know the rule. You know, well, no, he he knew the rule. 
So he sack tackled one of the guys and we held him down. And this dude got hit like 16 times in the nuts, man. Like it was, well, he has like, a, he has one daughter, maybe two now. So it worked. It was, oh, okay. it was harmless. You know, yeah. if you sack tap like the real way, it's not supposed to kill someone's no, chances no, no. of like having kids. You know what I'm saying? It'll sting but, for a little bit. Yeah, it'll sting. Yeah. <laughs> you'll feel your nuts in your throat. Yeah. But uh, you're, you're laying down with your feet above you. You're like, I got to yeah, get some dude, blood going back. Got to get the guys. blood going back. Sometimes yeah. the softer ones though, like yeah, the worst, ones hurt worse. Yeah, yeah. Dude. I wish you'd just punch me in my face. Yeah. Like yeah, I'll take, I'll take a right hook all day, but you hit me in the balls, man. I'm like, it's going to put me down for at least, yeah, at least four or five hours. And it sucks because like you're laughing at the same time you're pissed about it. You know what this saying? is so sad. I actually, I, I, I come checked a teacher in high school. Are you okay. Like this is, this is so bad. I hope, Oh I hope he's God. still alive because I want to meet him at some like I want to see him again at some point. <laughs> so we had a Votech class. Long story short, like Friday afternoon, he was working underneath the car like this, just hands like above his head. He yeah. can't do anything. <laughs> and I said, hey, I said, hey, Mr. Vincent, and I just smacked. It. I mean, just gentle, you know, yeah, just very yeah. gentle. So we come back Monday and he's he said, boy, you fucked my weekend up. <laughs> I mean, he was probably like, probably 60s, probably late 50s. I wonder if it was the same Mr. Vincent I had for Tech Ed. Uh, was uh, He did auto tech. He um, might have, did he tra maybe travel to different areas? I don't know. Um, it was, dude, I don't know, man. Like he was an older dude. He lived, did, he, did he wear the, the thick like bifocals that had the bar across the top? Maybe. Did he always wear jeans? Always no, had jeans he on? didn't wear jeans. This guy was kind of professional. I don't know. This guy was definitely not. Like, this guy, like, he was smoking while working on a, on oh, a gas line awesome. underneath a car. That's and awesome. And I was like, this is my guy. That, that's an OG. Yeah, dude. Yeah. He, well, he was, a, he was a Vietnam vet, so he didn't yeah. give a shit. Man. Yeah. Like, I've seen worse than this. Yep. He just lights up a Marlboro and is, like, taking a gas line apart. Good God. I just smacked him right in the balls, man. He's like, you <laughs> fucked my weekend up. <laughs> All right, guys, I hope you all found value in this episode. Uh, I think that there's way more that we can talk about when it comes to the cancel culture and then just imagining a world without news and social media. So uh, I hope you all enjoyed what we had out there. Thank you again to the both of you for jumping on this episode. Um, it didn't feel like I missed a beat at all, even with, with Chris not being here. So thanks for making it uh, easy on me. Uh, as always, if you guys have any questions, comments, or concerns, hit us up on Instagram. That's at this Loomis podcast or jump on uh, Facebook. That's the Salumist on there. Go to our website, www.thesalumist.com. You want to just look at our, hear our different episodes on there Add slash podcast at the end of that, buy our merch. We've got some shirts and other stuff on there. Uh, shout out to Jenny Fowler. She's working on a new uh, uh, like logo and stuff like that. And some other imagery for us that we can use for shirts and other stuff. And so huge shout out to her and the work she's doing. Uh, I've seen some of the mock-ups and I'm pretty excited about what we're going to put out there. Uh, so yeah, you guys enjoy the week. Whoop all the ass. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I want to say we're out and Chris is supposed to say peace, but uh, he's not here. So bye. <laughs> <laughs>